Today is Tuesday, December 12, 2023, and you're listening to Space News First Up. First Up is sponsored by Terran Orbital, the leading manufacturer of satellite products for the aerospace and defense industries. Terran Orbital provides end-to-end satellite solutions to meet the needs of the most demanding military, civil, and commercial customers. Learn more at terranorbital.com. Here are today's top headlines in space. A startup has raised more than $55 million to develop portable data centers connected by Starlink. The general in charge of the Space Force says there are limits to how fast the service can transform military capabilities. Scientists say they will have rare opportunities next year to study the sun. Government agencies have agreed to coordinate space weather research and operations activities. The CEO of Terran Orbital is denying a report that the company is up for sale. We begin today with a startup that has raised more than $55 million to develop portable data centers connected by Starlink. Armada announced the funding on December 11th, which was led by Founders Fund, an early SpaceX investor, along with Lux Capital, Shield Capital, and 8090 Industries. Armada says its portable Galleon data centers would give oil rigs, battlefields, and other off-the-grid sites real-time data processing capabilities usually confined to areas with terrestrial connectivity, including generative artificial intelligence platforms such as ChatGPT. Armada declined to comment on whether it is partnering with SpaceX, which also has not commented on the venture. The general in charge of the Space Force says there are limits to how fast the service can transform military capabilities. General Chance Saltzman assumed command of the Space Force a year ago and has since laid out an ambitious plan to boost U.S. capabilities for strategic competition against China and Russia. However, he said he tempers expectations about the speed at which that plan can be carried out, noting that the government works slowly by design. When told by Congress and others to go fast, he said at a recent event, What I have to hear in my head is, go government fast, not SpaceX fast, not Google fast. That's not realistic for me. Scientists say they will have rare opportunities next year to study the sun. Speaking at the AGU fall meeting on Monday, scientists said they will use next April's total solar eclipse to study the sun in new ways, including with spacecraft and instruments on aircraft, Later next year, NASA's Parker Solar Probe will make its closest approach to the sun, at a distance of 6.1 million kilometers, giving them a close-up view of mechanisms that heat the solar corona and generate the solar wind. Government agencies have agreed to coordinate space weather research and operations activities. NASA, NOAA, NSF, and the Air Force signed an agreement at the White House last week outlining how they will collaborate on transitioning space weather research into operational forecasts, while also providing feedback from users of those forecasts back to researchers. That coordination is intended to improve space weather forecasting. TechCrunch is reporting that the CEO of Terran Orbital is denying a report that the company is up for sale, while the Wall Street Journal, in a report Monday, said that the company is soliciting bids due at the end of the month. There is interest in the company from strategic and financial buyers in both the U.S. and Europe. The SmallSat manufacturer went public last year in a SPAC merger, but its valuation has dropped from a peak of about $1 billion to $180 million. CEO Mark Bell, in an email to employees, claimed the story was very wrong and that he intended to keep Terran Orbital independent. 
He also lambasted shareholders who have sought changes in the company and its leadership, saying their criticism was a joke and calling them idiots. In other news, CBS reports that SpaceX called off two launches last night. The company scrubbed a Falcon Heavy launch of the X-37B space plane for the Space Force, saying a ground-side issue halted the launch. That launch is rescheduled for as soon as this evening. A separate Falcon 9 launch of Starlink satellites from a nearby pad at Cape Canaveral was also called off for undisclosed reasons and has been rescheduled for tonight. A startup that says it is developing fusion engines for spaceflight has raised $5 million. Helicity Space announced the seed round Monday with Airbus Ventures, TRE Ventures, Voyager Space Holdings, E2MC Space, Urania Ventures, and Gangels all participating. The company has kept a low profile since its founding five years ago as it worked on its technology. The seed round, it said, will allow it to create a proof-of-concept fusion drive based on a concept called magneto-inertial fusion. The company did not disclose when it would be ready to demonstrate that fusion drive. Chinese launch startup iSpace has conducted a test of reusable launch vehicle technology. The company flew its Hyperbola 2Y methane liquid oxygen reusable verification stage Sunday at the Juquan Satellite Launch Center, reaching a peak altitude of 343 meters before moving 50 meters over and landing. The company said the flight supported the company's ongoing development of the Hyperbola 3 reusable launch vehicle. The company expects Hyperbola 3 to start launching in 2025. BBC reports that NASA's OSIRIS-REx mission may have returned somewhat less asteroid sample than earlier thought. The principal investigator for the mission, Dante Loretta, said at the AGU fall meeting Monday that scientists now believe that the sample collection device yet to be opened contains about 120 grams of material. That is in addition to 70 grams of material outside of the sample collection device. Scientists had previously estimated that the mission returned home about 250 grams of material from the asteroid Bennu. NASA astronaut Jeffrey Williams is retiring. NASA said Monday that Williams, who spent 534 days in space on four missions, will leave the agency in January after 27 years. That career included three long-duration missions to the International Space Station in 2006, 2009 to 10, and 2016. NASA also announced Monday that Richard Gilbrecht, director of the Stennis Space Center, will retire in January. Gilbrecht has been the director of Stennis since 2012. John Bailey, deputy director of Stennis, will serve as acting director until NASA selects a permanent successor. The Orlando Sentinel reports that Blue Origin's new Shepard is flying again, in virtual reality. The Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex unveiled a new Shepard simulator provided by Blue Origin last week. Visitors will be able to sit in the capsule and don VR headsets for a simulated suborbital flight. The real New Shepard has not flown since a launch mishap in September 2022. A Blue Origin employee said at a preview of the simulator that the vehicle should resume flights very soon, a term the company has used for months.